0: Goes by the student and Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The rush hour is on the air. Rush, rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <laughs> Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Indeed. My friends, it is Wednesday. Welcome to. The Wednesday Rush Hour here on WABC. We are the crown jewel of American radio. If you would like to be on the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. So yesterday I opened the program saying, you know what, there hasn't been a lot of advancement on some of the political stories so we'll cover some headlines, and then we went on to talk, a thing, talk about things like the worst airline flight you've ever been on, given the news of what happened on that Delta flight. By the way, update for those of you that follow that story. There's a video that shows the plane, the condition of the plane. I posted it last night. I refused to watch the video. My stomach could not take it. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware of what we're talking about, a person had explosive, um, um, yeah, and they had to turn the plane back. It was headed to Barcelona. They had to turn it back to Atlanta to clean it up because the explosive matter ended up rolling down the aisles of the plane, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to get into any more details than that. But anyway, there are videos now of this. I chose not to do it. So yesterday, I said, okay, we'll do some political headlines. And we talked about other things. Today, what case politically isn't advancing? One of them, absolutely, you know, I don't like doing the whole I am outraged thing because you're going to be outraged. There's things to be outraged about every day about what happens in America. American politics now. There's a story today. Obama, Clinton, Biden all use fake names and email accounts. Andrew McCarthy wrote it. It's in the New York Post. He opens by saying, I'm surprised anyone's surprised that his vice president in the Obama administration, Joe Biden, use emails under fake names. This is how the Obama administration were. Folks, I read an article from the New York, from Associated Press years ago. They reported on it. Nothing happened. This is a clear violation of federal law. It is, and they knew it at the time, which is why. Look, there's only one reason to use a fake name and a fake email account. You don't want what you are putting in print to be discoverable because under the law, Freedom of Information Acts can be filed. They can find out you're supposed to be able to find out, the emails of government employees. So everybody has known that this has been going on for decades now. They use fake email to do government business, which is against the law. Obama himself did it. Andrew uh, McCarthy says he argued at the time, one of the main reasons the Obama Justice Department whitewashed Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's criminally, criminally negligent mishandling of classified information because she was uh, set up to do official business of the Obama administration. And Obama was implicated in her criminality. They all were. And that's what makes this, these charges against Trump and classified data so bizarre. And what is another signal of how truly political it is. They have all been breaking the law in common sight for decades. It is, has been known. It has been reported on. It has been admitted to. Right now, the folks in charge of the archives, who, by the way, are a bunch of partisan hacks, are sitting on over 5,000 emails from Joe Biden with fake email names, with with pseudonyms. And because of the nature of the archives law, get it, it's all rigged, these first have to be cleared with Obama and with Biden before they can be released. Do you think there's a chance in Haiti that they're going to release them? Folks, the deck has been stacked for a long time. There is no way, given the level of corruption, just with the classified documents alone in Washington, D.C., for the past 20, 25 years, that they should have ever been so brazen as to try to call out Donald Trump on it. But they do it, and they're getting away with it. All right. Donald Trump, quote-unquote, this in the Hill, the headline today, Trump dealt big loss in E. Jean Carroll defamation suit. She won a partial victory in her defamation suit on Wednesday. The judge says the only thing that has to happen now, they need a trial to figure out how much money Donald Trump has got to fork over to her. And guess when this judge, this partisan judge, set the trial? He set the trial for January 15th. What is January 15th? January 15th next year falls the same day as the Iowa Republican caucus. I, this is just so brazen. It's so in your face. It's so middle finger you. It's so just, you know what? Just here's my middle finger. Hey, 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 you Republicans, here's my middle finger. Come sit on it. That is what this is. It's just brazen. Yeah, we're going to screw up your elections. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, we're going to screw your primaries. Yeah, we hate Trump. What are you going to do about it? Let's forget about the appearance of a justice system that is about justice and not about political outcomes. A surprising op-ed today from the Secretary of State in Georgia. But in order to get to that surprising op-ed, we have to get to another story. And that story starts in, not in Georgia, but in Denver. A liberal, a wacko liberal group, I'm going to, that was my language. Let me use the language of the AP, the Associated Press. A few blocks away from here. Their headquarters, a bunch of good little liberals. Hope they're all sweltering today's heat. Um, A liberal group, a liberal, these guys, this crew group they're talking about, they're uber liberals, they're radical leftists, they're political hacks. But okay, notice when, whenever they report on conservatives, a staunchly conservative group, a far-right conservative an extremist conservative. Group. When, when it's liberals, a liberal group. Oh, just a bunch of your normal, we're mainstream American liberals, just like you. We're all liberal. A liberal group on Wednesday filed a lawsuit to bar President Donald Trump from the primary ballot in Colorado, arguing he is ineligible to run for the White House under a rarely used clause in the United States Constitution aimed at candidates who have supported an insurrection. We all knew this was coming. They've been hemming and hawing about it. They've been trying to raise it as a legitimate issue for months now. And so leave it to a bunch of radical leftists, uber-leftists. The group is called Crew. They've been around before. They call themselves – this was a group, by the way, when they first were established. I remember trying to do some research on them. And this was during the time of Bill Clinton. And I kept coming into these Clinton people that were leading it, these former Clinton people. And they always give themselves such cute little names, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. That's what they call themselves. The Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. What they are, are radicals for the elimination of everything but progressivism and liberalism in the United States of America. They don't care a damn thing about ethics. How could they care about ethics and not have weighed in on Hillary Clinton's mismanagement of classified data? Or anything else that liberals do, but here they go. Oh, no, no, no. We got to go back and find a Civil War era clause. Keep Donald Trump from running. What? Good. I got a few more minutes because I am getting annoyed the more I read into this story. Liberal groups. Liberal. We're just liberals. We're just your mainstream every day. Like we like the ice cream man. We're liberals. We like, you know, we like to wear flowers in our hair. We're liberals. Liberal groups have demanded the state's top election officials bar Trump under the clause that prohibits those who engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution from holding higher office. None have taken that step, looking for guidance from the courts on how to interpret a clause that has only been used a handful of times since the 1860s. Anyway, this group, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, has now filed suit. Even in the AP said, this seems like it is destined for the United States Supreme Court. To that end, there's a uh, an editorial in the Los Angeles Times today. Could the Supreme Court disqualify Trump from running? Should they? It looks now as if the justices may be asked to rule. And it is a lengthy treatise on this exact story that I read to you now. They've got quotes from all kinds of people. Adam Schiff, it won't surprise you. I think it's a valid argument. I think it's a valid argument. Of course you do. You're a political hack. Why wouldn't you? Uh One of Anton Scalia's clerks also wrote a very lengthy analysis of it. He asked in it in his analysis, is the Supreme Court actually going to disqualify a Trump? In my opinion, probably not, but there's a non-trivial chance that it will. So this idea, which some of us regarded as political nonsense when they first floated the theory, has now risen to the top of the pile. This will most likely, depending on the ruling, go to the Supreme Court. But I warn you, the Supreme Court, for those of you vesting your hopes on the Supreme Court, if this Supreme Court is smart, they will not take the case. Depending on if if a lower court rules, this this is invalid, this is an invalid use, the Supreme Court may just boot it. We don't want any parts of this. Well, as I said, all of that takes us to a story from an unexpected place. And that would be the Secretary of State from Georgia. Mr. Georgia. You know, those Georgia Republicans hate Donald Trump with a passion. They Politically speaking, of course, I'm not. I don't know about personally. I don't know them well enough to know. I'm just speaking in political terms. They hate him, hate, 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 because he ragged all over them about their crummy election, and, and they have to defend their election. So imagine my surprise when I look up today in the Wall Street Journal, and there's a piece from Raffensperger, Secretary of State, down there in Georgia, and he's saying that I can't keep Trump off the ballot. Some legal scholars are arguing that secretaries of state should remove Donald Trump from the 2024 presidential ballot under the under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. But Georgia law contemplates a legal process that must take place before anyone is removed from the ballot, and it goes on and on. He says that invoking the 14th Amendment is merely the newest way of attempting to short-circuit the ballot box, and he's got that exactly right. Since 2018, he says Georgia has seen losing candidates and their lawyers try to sue their way to victory. Doesn't work. Stacey Abrams claims of election mismanagement following the 2018 election were injected, rejected in the courtroom, as were Mr. Trump's. For a secretary of state to remove a candidate would only reinforce grievances from those who see the system as rigged and corrupt. You got that right. Anyway, we got to take a break. James Dolan, a.k.a. Come on. Is this Venus? Which one is this? The Venus. Venus by right. Banana- Venus. Bananarama. Bananarama. Right. Yeah, 1986. This went to number one. WABC 800 848 wabc is the number to call. I'm your Venus, I'm your fire, your the Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads, Attention Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Remember the first time I heard this I'm like is this a kids record is it's like somebody doing Donald Duck And then after I heard it for about 6 or 7 times I'm like this girl Born in 1969, on this day, Macy Gay, Gray, Freudian, Macy Gray. You know what I love about her? She is unique. Nobody else is going to sing like this. She's got the market, and it's, and 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 it grows on you. A oh, prisoner. Have your love? I may seem all right, and no, baby, you don't seem alright. Yeah, but it's, it's all good. Yeah, okay. And then and then Philip was saying, you know whose birthday it is today? Roger Walters. And and we started talking about Roger Walters. And and what was it that you said about Roger uh, Walters, uh, Philip? What was it that you said about uh, him? I said he's a bit of a lib. No, you didn't say he's a bit of a lib. You said more than that. Yeah, I've heard you know, people say he's an anti-semite. He's a bit of a whack job. Uh he's he's gone a little over the edge ever since then. I don't but. think he's an anti-semite. Well, what do you think he is? Well, he, he people say he's an anti-semite because they saw a video of him uh playing a character of a Nazi from the film The Wall. Okay. Singer-songwriter, bassist co-founder of Pink Floyd. His birthday is today too. Roger Walters. There's, uh, Waters. There's plenty of, there's plenty of, this guy is, yeah, the stuff that newspapers love. And we should, yeah. And, but still, they are going to be one of the most iconic groups of all time anyway. All right. Um, have you been following the sentencing of these Proud Boy guys? They've been racking up sentences. Oh, uh, the, the judge is throwing out jail time like it's water to these guys. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, uh fifteen years for you. Uh oh, uh seventeen years for you. And then Enrique Torres was sentenced yesterday to twenty two years. Two decades plus two years behind bars. What do you think? Let me just ask you a question. So that he is the stiff he's got the harshest sentence of anybody so far in this whole January 6th thing. What do you think that he did on January 6th that merited him getting the harshest sentence? Diego, what do you think this guy did or could have done? I mean, I'm not asking you for any. What do you think he could have done that he would get the the harshest sentence? For 22 years, I picture someone in the Capitol probably uh, burning an—I mean, burning an American flag—is protected, um, uh, destroying famous artwork from pre- from presidents or something, body slamming a a, a cop or something. Yeah, like something that. like that. Philip, what do you think this guy could have done to earn the biggest sentence there is? 22 years. What do you think he did on January sixth? Twenty two years is a long time. You yeah, it do is some, some, some foul acts. To, you have to like set somebody on fire to get like twenty two years. Even then, you probably get off with like ten years or something. Twenty two years is a long time to go to jail, right? So, what do you think he might have done on January sixth? Um, something really, really dangerous. Obviously, probably sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk with his feet up. Okay, now guess what? Enrique Torres wasn't even there. He wasn't even at the Capitol at all. Was nowhere to be found. Why? He was already in jail because he had burned a, or, or, or he was not allowed to come to D.C. because he had burned a Black Lives Matters flag, and had been told, you know, stay out of our town after that. He wasn't even at the Capitol yet. They, this judge has thrown the book at him because he's supposedly the lead organizer. Nowhere can they find messages of this guy saying, yeah, go in there, vandalize the place, destroy it. They don't exist. Nowhere can they show him in real time saying to these people, stop the peaceful protest, go in there and take over the Capitol. They can't find it. It's not there. But yet, this guy gets 22 years behind bars. Now, I want to contrast that with a piece that Byron York wrote today, it's in the Washington Examiner, and he talks about a a, a letter that Tim Cotton wrote to Attorney General Merrick Garland about a, the case of Montez Lee, Rochester, Minnesota. This guy broke into a pawn shop. These are the Black Lives Matter, uh, Matters riots. They looted the store. Then Mr. Lee poured a liquid accelerant from a can all across the floor. He then lit the fire. The video, there's a video of him doing all this, and he says, F this place. We're going to burn this biatch down. Then he joked, he and others, about what they were going to do next. They were going to go hit some restaurants next. A few days later, a woman reported that her son was missing. Police discovered his car had been found near the pawn shop. They found his body, a 30-year-old man who had five children. The autopsy showed he died of burns and smoke inhalation from the fire that was set by this protester. Now, at his sentencing, guess what? The Department of Justice pretty much argued oh, he didn't mean to hurt anybody. He was just out protesting. You know, and because, like, black people have been so, you know, like, you know, like, you know, hurt by society, you know, you should give him, like, less time. I'm paraphrasing the Justice Department arguments, but I'm putting them in real terms. This is what they did. You know, yeah, okay, this guy had a prior history. The judge, the Department of Justice, this guy faced 20 years, not even what they gave Enrique Torres, for burning and looting, and the looting and burning resulting in a death of an innocent father of five. The DOJ only wanted 20 years, but because he was black and they felt sorry for the way that black people in America have been treated, especially in riots, your Department of Justice asked for less time. Do you know how much this guy got? They gave him 10 years. 10 years. Because the Department of Justice begged for him. Now, you look at the 22 years, you look at the 17 years, the 15 years, the third, all the stuff that they're throwing on these J6 guys. I've always said that vandals, whoever went in there, trans- vandals and vandalize that place, they need to be punished. This isn't punishment. This is way beyond punishment, what is happening to these people. The politics of everything is right in your face today. Dave Bargerton from Blood, Sweat, and Tears I lost a celebrates a birthday today. Before, and this is from their oh man. This is the album that had Spinning Wheel on it. I chose you for the one and Blood, Sweat, and Tears on WABC Talk Radio 77 Coming back Your call's going to be part of the mix So don't go away I'm about to rush it's the rush hour with bo Nerdly on the red apple podcast network all right you know it's also the birthday of one of the members of cool and the gang Claydes smith Claydes plays trumpet he had the best afro in the world when they first started i mean his he was like man how did you get his afro to look like that you know yeah And don't you, wouldn't you love to be the writer of this song? All the royalties. For every, all the years. It just, it's a celebration celebration of what? Celebration of me writing a song about celebration that will be played at every celebration from now on. I was just telling Phil, um, in Mexico, they would play this song when the ki- when, when us kids would be coming back from recess because we all groan and complain, and the, the teachers would troll us by playing this, like, come on, look alive. <laughs> I heard this every day. And, you know, it's also the birthday. Now, you disco lovers from New York, you all that were here in New York, because I talked to Rich, wait, Rich, come here. Come here. I got to ask you this. Rich, you were, a disc, you were a disc jockey. Do you remember Sylvester? Yes. Okay, it's his birthday yeah. today. How come we can't find anything from Sylvester anywhere? I thought we had some stuff. I, we gotta Whoa. find it somewhere. You make me feel mighty real. Right. Uh, Is that the one you used to play? That one, and uh, what was the other one about uh, About the funk? What was that? Uh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh. Do you want to funk with me? Do you, you want to funk that with that me? That was a big hit, too. Sylvester, do you want to funk? And then Sylvester, what right. was the one where he would come in and say, I don't need no juries. I don't need no juries <laughs> and stuff. Okay. That one I don't remember. Okay. But those two big hits, uh, those were two big hits. Yeah, I remember. Those were great. This is cool. Sylvester. Hey, we got it? Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got to find it. The 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 can they can't hear it right now. I don't need your jillies. Sylvester. Yeah, he died in the 80s, 1988, December 16th. But Sylvester was one of the hot acts during the disco years. See, I knew Rich would know. Rich was a disc jockey. You know, he was out DJing everywhere. You know, working at ABC and then making this side hustle, making, like, millions of dollars being a DJ on the outside. So. Cool. Thank you. So we got in a little Sylvester. All right. Let's head to the telephones. Um, let us see Mario in uh, Rockland County. I got you up first because got, you got to go quick, and I got other calls behind you, but I want to get to you, Mario. Give me your point. My point is about the flag, but look at till, till Sylvester. I believe he got arrested. It might have been child pornography. Oh, don't tell me that. I, it was something, man. He gotta, guys, got to do like a deep dive. Okay, uh, to- I'll I'll go back and look. I'm sorry to hear that. If that's the case, if it's not, believe me, I'm going to tell you that's wrong. But but we used to love Sylvester. I, anyway, he was anyway. Back to uh, back to the Proud Boys. Yeah. Um. The point with the flag is like one of your guys mentioned. You can burn the American flag and nothing happens to you. But yet that dude served five months in prison for burning the Black Lives Matter flag. Do you know? Do you know? I hadn't even thought about that until you, you called in with that point. OMG. Mario, thank you. Way to nail a point down. Let's go to David in Rockland County. Hi, Mr. Sturdy. Um, here's, uh, uh want your opinion on this. Uh, seven Proud Boys sentence uh, from 10 to 22 years. And, and Enrique Tarrio, who identifies as a Afro-Cuban, gets the harshest sentence. I mean, what, what is that? And, and he was not even at the Capitol. He never was there. And there are no messages of him inciting anything at the Capitol that day, but yet he gets 22 years. Now, and for full disclosure, I met him in person once. I don't even remember. It was many, 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 many years ago when the Proud Boys were first starting up. I was at some event somewhere, and a guy comes up to me and says, oh, you, something and, um and he introduced himself. And he said, "I'm, I'm, you know, founder of the Proud Boys, and we, and and he gave me a hug and talk. And, and man, that was before the Proud Boys, you know, became. I, I have watched the Proud Boys called everything from white supremacist on down. I wonder how do you get a white supremacist organization, and they have a lot of minority membership in this organization. There are a lot of black dudes, there are a lot of Hispanic dudes in the Proud Boys, but that's never covered in the papers." They just like to run with this, oh, they're a bunch of right-wing white supremacists. Well, that's not actually who they are. But I just think this sentencing is, like I said, I have never advocated for anyone that committed violence or vandalism January 6th deserves to be punished for that. These sentences. When you look at what these judges are handing down to members of the Proud Boys, this is not. This does not look like fair sentencing. This looks like vengeance. It looks like political vengeance. That's the appearance. Anyway, let us go to Barry in Oak Ridge, New Jersey. Barry, how are you? Hi, fine, James. Uh, it's Old Bridge, by the way. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Old question. Bridge. It's okay. Don't be sorry. Um, you're a very knowledgeable knowledgeable man, and you're into the news and stuff. But I have a question. How come Obama was never or even now investigating into this whole situation with Biden and his corruption? Why do you think? I mean, why, why do you think? You know the answer to that question even before you asked it. Yeah, I kind of do, but— Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you—let me turn the question on you. Who is going to step up and raise their hands that works in government? and say, I want to be the guy that investigates and finds corruption with the first black president the United States has ever elected, and the only one, maybe. For I want to be that guy to come after him and drag him through the courts and drag his name through the mud. I want to be that guy. You answered my question perfectly, because this is what I've been thinking about. You know and- the answer. They, look. I don't care how much dirt they find on Hillary, you can't tell me that Joe Biden's, as he is being looked at by the FBI on 17 different occasions, you can't tell me that nobody strolled into Obama's office and said, gee, Mr. President, we wanted you to know. Uh, we're looking at your vice president for some, uh, uh, for some activity over there in the Ukraine and with China. We just thought you might like to know so that you're not blindsided by it later. You can't tell me that Obama didn't know what Joe Biden was doing and know that the FBI was looking at him. Of course he knew. And you can't tell me that Obama didn't know that using phony emails, pseudonyms, was against federal law. They all signed a document saying they won't do it. You can't tell me he didn't know Hillary Clinton was corrupt. And what was going on at the Clinton Foundation. You can't tell me that this guy didn't know and wasn't plugged in. By the way, since we're talking Obama, you know, I don't do the salacious stuff. But Tucker is interviewing this guy. That says that, uh, he and Obama did the nasty together. And that, uh, he also used to, you know, stew a <laughs> with Obama, you know. Now, the guy apparently has been arrested as a con man in a few places just to make sure we get it all. But, you know, the word is out here that Obama may have been having some relations with, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm not doing that story because you know I don't like to do that kind of salacious Mattel. You know, even if he was, uh, even if he was, uh, you know, doing that thing with a with a man. I mean, what I, what difference does that make? I mean, is you know, but I, 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 Tucker's doing that story, so you may want to just keep an eye out on what Tucker's uh, doing with that if that kind of thing interests you? But you can't tell me Obama didn't know there was all this crookedness going on. Of course he knew. Why wasn't Obama investigating? Who's going to raise their hand and say, hey, it's me. I want to take down the black guy. I want to take down the first black guy that ever made it president. I want that. I want to go down in history. As the guy who took out Mr. History President. No, you ain't going to find that guy. James Golden, aka Snurley with you here at WABC Talk Radio 77. It's time for us to check in with our good friend. I wonder should I go The one should I stay The only Lou Dobbs. I only one more song to play And then I saw you at the corner of my eye A little girl alone so shy I the last with you Quick Diego, why are we playing this beautiful song? We are playing it because today um, the last waltz was number one in the UK singles chart Yeah, baby. And it's still beautiful. Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert. Now, there were two guys at that time that kind of dominated that space. Tom Jones and and Engelbert. Tom Jones came out with his stuff first, but when Engelbert came on the scene, oh, man, the women went nuts. Mr. Romance, Mr. Beautiful, Engelbert Humperdinck anyway let's check in with Lou together. this is the rush hour with those nerdly on the red Apple podcast network yeah well on this day Victor Willis with the village people given three years probation drug offenses. He just went no contest. Co-writer of this one and of course, YMCA here on WA BC Talk Radio 77. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you know what the time is. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Nerdly, presents Rapid Phones. Let's get to it. You have to get to your point. We want to talk to Stan, Tom, Ted, Margaret Joy, Rocco, Diane, Marianne, everybody we can talk to, but you got, you got to get to your point. Let's start with Stan. Stan, how are you? Okay, quickly, I wish you would play the smoothest singer that ever lived. 40s and 50s, William Eckstein, known as Billy. Billy He never Eckstein. gets played, my friend. He never gets played. Okay, I love Billy Eckstein. But he plays him. Nope. Not even WABC, I'll find baby. some Billy Eckstein for you one of these all days. All right. That's all. We can talk harsh stuff next time, okay? All right. Thank you. Let's go to Tom in Woodbridge. How are you, Tom? Once, twice, Tom done. Let's go to Ted in Forest Hills. I think we're going to be able to get to everybody. i still vote Democrat. I'm not going to seek it to the Meyer. Please pay the doors and light my fire. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I like this guy. He went poetic with us. Margaret in Ardsley. Oh, how nice to hear from you, Margaret. How are you doing? Okay, thanks, Bo. Um, I'll quickly just saying that I'm thinking about the teachers' union in New York City. During COVID, they were very vocal about masks, about remote learning, and all that stuff. And now, because they cared about the students, they cared about the teachers. Well, well, who do they care about now? They're letting all these unvaccinated kids coming into school tomorrow. Now, how about that? How about that? But, of course, if you're an American child, you still have to be vaccinated. But if you're a New York City resident and down here in the city, you better vaccinate your kids. But as for the illegal migrants, no, they don't have to be vaccinated, you see. It's okay. Let's go to Joy in Brooklyn. Hi, Joy. Welcome to you on WABC. Hey Bo, so as far as Enrique, not only did he burn the flag, but he took it from off of a church, admitted on social media that he burned the flag, and he was also caught in DC, I think, with two clips or two rounds of ammo. I don't know what it is. Something like that. So he did this more than just burn a flag. Okay. He was, he was prosecuted for taking it off a of property. Okay, I got it. Thank you for filling us in. By the way, you mentioned that he was he was uh he had some he had some ammo with him. Is that what you also said right, Joy? Yes, I think it was clips or ammunition. I'm not sure which. And I, we I all know the, the only difference. ones allowed to have g- guns in D.C. are the criminals. So, anyway, Joy, appreciate yes. you. <laughs> I appreciate you filling us in on that. Thanks for bringing perspective to, to that one. Rocco in Hackensack, New Jersey, you're up next. Yes, Mr. James, the allegations against the former president. Nothing to that because the other individual self-identified as female. So it's perfectly acceptable. What? Oh, well, okay. I'm going to let Tucker sort all that stuff out. story is much too salacious for me. Not doing that story. Um, Diane in West Harrison, New York, you're up next on Rapid Phones. How are you, Diane? Hi. Thank you. I'm well. How are you? I love, love, love your show. Thank you so uh, much. Just brief. I know we have to be quick. But I have to tell you that Donald Trump gave basically a blank check to my brother's best friend for his son that had a rare cancer to go anywhere in the United States to visit any pediatric oncologist and, um, you know, to to hopefully find a cure. Unfortunately, he died. But who would do that? I mean, this man is a good man. I don't care what anybody says. Donald Trump has done many things like that. Some of them have come to light. Many of them have not. And there are, uh, there are so many stories about his generosity. And thank you for that. Marianne in Indiana, welcome you on WABC. How are you, Marianne? Fine. How are you doing, Bo? Good, thank you. Uh, um, I would like to know why, what about uh, uh, President Obama's former mentor or mentor and former neighbor, Bill Ayers, who was uh, a head of uh, Weather Underground, underground in, in Chicago. Chicago. Now, that story, and don't forget his wife, Bernadette Dorn, who was also another radical. And let's not forget Obama's radical pastor. You know, the one that they talked about, you know, the chickens coming home to roost. Look, Obama's past is littered with far leftist radicals, not just your average little lefty progressives, radicals. And had a real deep dive been done on him before the election, huh, that one would have turned out different. Oh, well, that's the time we have. Hopefully back tomorrow with you, God willing, on Thursday for our Thursday Rush Hour. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love, gratitude always for being here with you. Can't wait till tomorrow. See you then. Bye.